as people that we sometimes question and wonder why God has chosen and use who he has chosen. Let's be honest with ourselves on this Sunday morning. If we had our way, we would not have chosen or used some of the people that God has chosen or used across human history. Knowing me the way I know me, I would not have chosen me to do what God is calling, equipping, and anointing me to do as I preach right now on this Sunday morning. For those of us who are not narcissists and not full of ourselves, we would question why God has chosen and why God is using us to do some of what God is calling and using us to do in our various fields of endeavor. Look at human history. God does not always choose the ideal and the impeccable. But sometimes God chooses and uses the infamous. God does not always choose the faultless and the flawless. But sometimes God chooses and uses the flawed. God does not always choose and use the refined and the reputable. But sometimes God chooses and uses the wretched. God does not always choose and use the cultured and the cultivated, but sometimes God chooses folk who are questionable. God does not always choose or use people that we would choose or use. Who would have imagined God choosing and using a trickster by the name of Jacob to be the leader of the nation of Israel. Who would have thought God would have chosen a woman of questionable character by the name of Rahab to protect and shelter spies who were vulnerable? Who would have thought God would choose and use a crooked, infamous tax collector named Levi to become one of the 12 original disciples? Who would have thought God would choose and use a bounty hunter by the name of Saul to become a leading missionary and author of more than two-thirds of the New Testament? Who would have thought God would have used a woman who needed deliverance by the name of Mary Magdalene to be one of the women who followed and financed the ministry of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. God does not always choose and use likely people, but sometimes God chooses and uses 
those of us who are not the most likely to succeed, not the most popular, not the most famous, but God chooses and uses those of us who in many cases are the most unlikely to be chosen and used for the glory of God and the advancement of the kingdom of God. According to this New Testament text, once again, God is choosing and using somebody that many of us would deem unlikely. God is choosing and using a poor widow woman to teach the disciples of Jesus then and now about surrender and stewardship. We don't know this woman's name. We don't know her story, but we do know this woman has surrendered her life to the Lord God in such a way that she is willing to give God her everything. Jesus uses this woman to teach his disciples then and now about the importance of surrender and stewardship. As Jesus is looking at who is giving what in the temple, Jesus calls his disciples to the attention of this woman who is a poor, impoverished widow. This is not a widow who has a trust account. This is not a widow who is a blessed within a state. But this is a poor, impoverished widow who is willing to sacrifice and be such a steward that she is willing to live not tight-fisted but open-handed and give all. Can I preach this word? And notice as Jesus teaches us about giving, about sacrifice, about surrender and stewardship, Jesus is not using a wealthy widow. He's not using a captain of industry. He's not using a corporate executive. He's not using somebody with a good government job. He's not using a blue blood or somebody with a pedigree. He's not using a CEO, a COO, a CIO, or CTO. He's not using a Pharisee or a Sadducee, a teacher of the law, or a wealthy tax collector, but he's using a poor, impoverished widow who surrenders to God in such a way that she is willing to give God her all. And I preach this message to those of us who are watching on this Lord's Day morning to encourage us to be more open-handed concerning the kingdom. When it comes to matters of the church and the kingdom of God, we are sometimes notoriously tight-fisted. Preach this word, Pastor White. We don't mind being open-handed in other areas of life. But when it comes to the kingdom, we are sometimes notoriously tight-fisted. The church don't need it. 
Amen, somebody. And in many cases, we can fund, finance, support other organizations, other institutions, other places. But when it comes to the church, we can be notoriously tight-fisted. The church, help me preach this, has been a blessing to you. The church was there for you. The church has been there for you. I wish I could call the many multiple instances concerning what the church has been to black folk in America. And I'm talking about the church in general. There wouldn't be a Morehouse College, wouldn't be a Spelman University without the church. Wouldn't be a Virginia Union, wouldn't be a Shaw University without the church. Many of us did not attend those particular institutions, but a scholarship from our local church helped us get over the hump. Ain't nobody saying amen. We came to church, amen, and somebody in the church blessed us, provided for us, lightened our load, helped our children, helped our grandchildren. The church in many cases was a bridge builder. Somebody say amen to help us see us through. Yet as we have prospered, as we have been blessed, as we got that good government job that the church helped us pray for, as we got the JD, the MBA, the BA that the church helped finance and prayed for, we notoriously say oh, the church don't need that. What they are, are with excuses. Yet as we look at the example of this woman, a poor, impoverished woman, open-handed, not tight-fisted, not cheap, but open-handed. Y'all ain't talking to me. Who gives her all. And God, in many cases, is not asking you and I to give our all financially. God is asking for a dime out of every dollar. Ten out of one hundred. One hundred out of a thousand. Preach, pastor. Yet, despite all that God has done, despite the example of this woman, we sometimes have a hard time living and being open-handed concerning how God has blessed us. Yet as I look at this woman, I'm not going to preach much longer. This woman is generous, open-handed, gives God her all. What does this woman teach us about giving God our best? Giving God our all. Or what does this woman teach us about being open-handed? in our relationship with God, that we bless the house of God. First of all, this woman teaches us that to be open-handed requires that you agree that God is the God of everything. 
Our God is the God of everything. There is no area of our life that is off limits to Almighty God. Preach this, Pastor White. In so many instances, we have erroneously placed God in a box. The box on Sunday morning from 9.30 a.m. to maybe 11 o'clock a.m. The box from Wednesday night from 6.59 to 8.01 p.m. The box on Saturday morning when we are cleaning our house, listening to gospel music. I went old school on somebody. But outside of that small, confined area, we are living a Frank Sinatra life. I'm doing what I want to do. Living my own life. Come on, talk to me. Yet on this Sunday morning, let me help somebody. God is not a God to be segregated to Sunday morning. God is not a God to be confined to Wednesday night. God is not a God to be confined to Saturday morning. God is not a God to be confined to the small areas of our lives. God is God of every area of our lives. And maybe the problem is that we don't give God financially what belongs to God because we have restricted God to the small areas of our lives. God ain't just the God of Sunday morning. God is the God of Friday night and Saturday. God ain't just the God of Sunday morning. God is the God of Saturday afternoon. God ain't just the God of what we say in church on Sunday morning. God is the God of every day that he wakes us up in the morning. God is the God. Can I preach this the way the Holy Ghost gives it to me? God doesn't have all of us. He doesn't have our money. Many of us are not open-handed because we have put God in a box. But I dare you on this Sunday morning to give God every area of your life. We have restricted access to God because we don't want God involved in everything. Are oh, you walking heavy this Sunday morning? We want God on our terms. We want God when we want God. But we don't want God to tell us who to date. We don't want God to tell us who not to date. We don't want God to monitor our entertainment. We don't want God to monitor everything we have access to on our tablet. We don't want God involved in every area of our lives. We don't want transformation. We want transaction. Get what I want, when I want it, how I want it. But I don't want God shining God's light in my life. Well, let me help somebody. God ain't just the God of your money. He's the God of your heart. He's the God of your head. He's the God of Sunday. He's the God of Tuesday. He's God where you work. He's God where you go to school. Many of us have prayed for God to work in our lives. Then when God does what we ask God to do, we want to put God back in a box like God's a genie. God ain't no genie. 
He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He wakes me up in the morning and blesses me when I go to sleep. He's the God who keeps me in every area of my life. And I can give God everything, give God my all when I don't put God in a box but agree that God deserves access to everything. God don't have your heart, he ain't going to have your money. If God don't have your money, he ain't going to have who you call your honey. If he ain't the God of Friday, he ain't the God of Sunday morning. This woman is open-handed because she agrees that God deserves access to everything. This woman is open-handed not only because she agrees that God should have access to everything, she is open-handed because she acknowledges that God is the source of everything that she has. Not just access, but acknowledgement. pains me to hear people say they are self-made. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Ain't no self-made folk. We are God-made men and women, especially for those of us who are black folk in America with all the hell and trauma that we've gone through in these United States, and many of us have the audacity to frame our language and say, I'm self-made, I did this, I did that, I went to school, I earned the degree. No, honey, you better take that personal pronoun out of your language and say, God. God woke me up. God allowed me to go. God made a way. God opened doors. God met my needs. God provided. God protected. God financed. God kept me. God is blessing me. I dare somebody on this Sunday morning not just to give God access to every area of your life, but to acknowledge that God is the source of everything that we have. Yes, you earned the degree, but God made it in such a way that you could get enrolled when you didn't have any money. Yes, you worked the job for 30 years, but God arranged it in such a way that you could get an interview that you were not qualified for. Yes, you have a good man or a good woman, but God arranged it in such a way that somebody would introduce you to that man or woman where you were not number one on their list. Yes, God did what God did. You have done your part, but had God not been active, had God not been working, had you and I not prayed, had mama not prayed, had somebody not introduced you, had somebody not interceded for you, none of us would be where we are right now. So I dare you to acknowledge that God is the source of every good thing in your life. God gave you the mind. God gave you the heart. God 
God gave you the friends. God gave you the connections. God opened the door. God made a way. God allowed you to fail so you would be humble enough to apply again and again. God allowed your mama to save some money so when you ran low or the scholarship wasn't fulfilled or you flunked and lost your scholarship, you didn't have to give up your degree, but somebody paid your tuition. Acknowledge who is in your life. I did it. No, honey, you ain't do it. You played your part. God is doing it right now. Maybe some of us ain't open-handed because we use I too much, me too much, my too much, me, my, and I. know God. I can be open-handed when I give God access to everything and anything. I ain't just putting God in a box. But I can be open-handed when I acknowledge that what I have comes from God. Even if it's two pennies, it came from God. But I can be open-handed. I can give God my all. I can give God my best. Not only when I give God access, not only when I acknowledge but when I anticipate that God is going to keep God's word. I wish I had some help in here on this Sunday morning. I wish I had some people who knew and were enthused and excited about the promises of Almighty God. We have a God who has a track record of taking care of his people. Everybody watching me right now, whether you're in California, whether you're in Kansas City, Missouri, whether you're in Baltimore, Maryland, whether you're in Arkansas, whether you are in Atlanta, has a track record of God's activity in your life. And none of us who are watching right now have had a day or time or moment in your life where God did not keep God's word concerning what God said God was going to do. If God made the promise, God is going to keep the promise that God has made. If God said, I'll take care of you, God will take care. If God said, I'll fight your battles, God will fight your battles. If God said, I'll make a way out of no way, God has made the way that God promised that God was going to make. If God said, I'm going to let yeah, I'm going to handle your haters so no weapon formed against you will prosper. God has handled your haters. And I dare somebody on this Sunday morning to live an open-handed life, not a cheap, stingy life, but be open-handed. Bring your tithe to God. Give to God because you anticipate that God is going to do what God said God was going to do. This woman is willing to give all less than a penny because she believes and trusts based on God's track record that God is always going to provide. 
She can give her all, can give her everything, live an open-handed life because she believes, based on God's track record, that God is going to provide. I'm closing right now, but let me remind somebody, you can't beat God-giving. No matter how hard you try, the more you have given to God, look at what God has given to you. Unfrown your face. Stop sucking on them lemons. Be glad you got a pastor who's courageous enough and filled with the Holy Ghost enough to preach on money so God can open the windows of heaven in your life so God can do what God said God is going to do. When's the last time you've missed a meal? When's the last time Duke Energy didn't get paid? When's the last time your mortgage didn't get paid? When's the last time you missed out on something? You lost your job, but God kept on providing. Do I have any sanctified folk with a testimony in a pandemic that my credit score has gone up? I bought a new car, bought a new house. Everything got paid for in the midst of a pandemic. Don't tell me what you missed out on. Has God kept you? Has God provided for you? Has God made ways for you? The tuition got paid. The mortgage got paid. The car note got paid. Duke Energy got paid. The 529 got financed. Because God will. I said he will take care of you. Let me go old school. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will. I said he will. I said he will take care. Open your hand. Open your hand. Open your hand. A poor, poor, poor. So poor she didn't have the O or the R. Y'all ain't get that yet. Give God your all. God ain't even asking for y'all. Let me, let me tell you what God's asking for. Surrender. We don't tithe because we haven't surrendered to God. What, what is preventing you and I from surrendering everything to God? Say, God, I belong to you. Not just on Sunday morning, but I belong to you. I am, I am yours, everything I am, everything I'm not. The degree to which we surrender in many cases determine how God can use us. Let me tell you, God has humbled me so he could use me. 
I'm talking about me. I don't know what he's done for you. God had to let me hit my head. Qualified, but God said, no, you ain't ready. They seek you out. You apply. Then they say, no. No, I got to get you right. I got to get you right because, see, you... You haven't given me your all yet. You, you, you giving me pieces. God ain't no side piece. Give God everything. God, my heart belongs to you. My head belongs to you. My hands, my tongue. Ain't no area of my life off access to you. I'm giving you access to everything. My car, my house, everything. There's somebody right now, my sister, my brother, God wants you. God wants you. God wants you. If he got you, he got your money. Oh, I don't believe in tithing. That's because you don't believe you because you ain't giving God everything. You want to, we want to God, we want to give God what we want to give God. Say no transaction. God ain't Amazon Prime. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. There's somebody gonna come right now. You can't walk down, but walk down the virtual aisle. Come on. Go to the Contact Us tab. We want to see you as a member of Watch Chapel. Watch Chapel, we encourage you to become faithful, cheerful, generous tithers. Faithful, generous, cheerful tithers and givers. Let me help somebody. This is for the grown and spiritual. If you can try some other stuff in your life, you can try tithing. Now, I'm talking to the grown and spiritual. You, you done bought a three-wheeler. You done tried some other stuff in life. You try what God says do. And watch God bless your life. Me and my friends used to jump. My parents probably watch right now. We used to jump off my parents' carport into the pool crazy as the day is long. I think they just found out. I mean, they found out before tonight. Just to get on the carport, run, and jump in the pool. Now, a foot to the right, a foot to the left, I wouldn't be y'all pastor. I wouldn't be here. I say, but God, that we can try some of that crazy foolishness that we done tried across the years? You mean tell me we can't try to obey God? May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. Amen. 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 Come on, bless us, choir.
Yes, watch chapel. We give him everything. We give him all of us. Hallelujah. We do it cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. Say praise now, praise now, shaking together. 